I am inside each and every single one of you. Just look in, and I will be there, waving out at you, naked, wearing only a cock ring. Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey Lord show? Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. Okay. <laughs> the Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Everybody likes to dance because Jeff Lord is awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked just like a whore. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. Like, really, is this the level that you sunk to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hey, hey, everybody. It's me, your host, Jeffrey Lord. Oh, thank you very much. This is the Funky Town Podcast. Ooh, Fort Worth's favorite podcast. They love it. Oh, it is. Calm down, calm down. Man, I'm glad you came out. You're probably all like, man, what took you so long? Why is the show a day late? Well, I did have a really good weekend and just couldn't quite get it out. Why? Sunday night like I normally would do. I started off the weekend Friday night going to see Bruce Magnus. They had their um, album release show, Spare Beans. They were the guests last week. If you haven't heard, go back and check it out. It's still a lot of fun. Um, we also saw Denver Williams. He opened up, and um, we got there during um, the Siamese Hips. I always forget how great the Siamese Hips are, man. They're so good. As a matter of fact, I was going to play a Siamese hip song on the show this week, but the only song that I could find online is a song that I've already played not that long ago. Um, so, no Siamese hips music this week. You can find them online, but definitely go out and see them play. As a matter of fact, you'll be able to see them play at the Psychedelic Panther Festival, which is going to be at Mass on April 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's super cool. Like 29 different bands are going to play. The person that I'm interviewing tonight is the person who's putting it all together, who's who's behind it, got the bands together, who's doing all that stuff. His name is Joe Guzman. It's a great interview. He seems like a really cool dude. This looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to see the Siamese Hips there, as well as Bruce Magnus, if you haven't seen them play recently. And then on Saturday... We went to go to Austin to see Uncle Toasty play on the Sostex stage with lots of other great Sostex bands. Um, The one that I was most interested in was um, a band called Jane Woe, and they played at 5, and I was there at my table ready to watch them play at 5 o'clock, and they did not disappoint. They were awesome. Everything I wanted them to be and more. Um, Got a few new favorites now. So I'll talk about the Austin trip, I think, more next week. I don't want to waste the first part of this time talking about that. I want to jump in to the music. Tonight, the music we have coming to you are all bands that you can hear at the Psychedelic Panther Festival. The first one being Uncle Toasty, as a matter of fact, who we just saw. You can see them play. Um, After we hear an Uncle Toasty song, we're going to listen to a band called Sun Buzzed and their song called Sci-Fi High. 
And then we're going to hear one of my favorites, the Professor Fuzz 63 and their song Nico. After that, we're going to roll into Black Market Garden, Skid Marks. I'm doing this all off the top of my head. Not top of my head, but by memory, just so you know. It's not I have it written down anywhere. So if I get it wrong, you know, then forget about this brag. After that, we're going to have um, Tempest by Fantamello. And then after that, we're going to finish out our six-song set list with the Robot Bonfire and their version of World in My Eyes by Depeche Mode. It's a great cover. It's very cool. I think you're going to like it, especially if you like Depeche Mode. You're going to dig this. They did a really, really great job on it. So I just need you to sit back, maybe turn the lights down low, put your headphones on, and close your eyes, and we'll float away, go on a little trip, a little musical trip for about 20 minutes or so. And then after that, we'll hear the interview with Joe Guzman. And then after that, we'll hear a song by Flow State. He talks about the show being the Saturday. I didn't have the heart to tell him that this wasn't going to be up in time, but definitely go see Flow State. You'll be able to see them at the festival as well as um, a Ukraine support event that's coming up here real soon. So light your left-handed cigarette, light your candle, put on your headphones, turn the lights down low, and let's crank up the volume for some Uncle Toasty.
Funky is what Funky do. Forward's favorite podcast, the Funky Town Podcast.
Jeffrey. Hello, is this Joe? Yes, sir. All right. And is it um is it Joe Guzman or Joe Guzman? Uh, Guzman. Guzman. Okay, that's what I thought. Awesome. All right, so we're talking to Joe Guzman from Flow State, and also um, the one behind the Psychedelic Panther Festival coming up. I wanted to say um since I didn't know you that well, I saw that. Sosa posted his podcast where he interviewed you. Yes, sir. So I listened to that um, t- today, and I feel like I know you a, a, a whole lot better. I don't know why my boss all, all of a sudden decided to start texting me at freaking 8 o'clock at night. Um, anyways. Same. <laughs> yeah, you get that sometimes. Like, dude, I'm not on the mm-hmm. clock, you know. <laughs> like, I don't have to answer you. Anyways, um, yeah, listening to it, and I thought it was so funny because he introduced it saying that... Um, you'd reached out to him to talk about the festival and then um since he didn't know you he wanted to get to know you a little better so he starts asking you all these questions and it was a great interview it was very thorough i mean he asked you everything from when you're a little kid to high school what kind of guitar 
the guy in your band plays, all kinds of stuff. And then he's like, hey, I'll see you later. And you're like, hey, man, can we talk about the festival for a second? And I just started yeah. laughing. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, that's why you wanted to come on. Of course you can. And I was just like, that was so funny. But it was great. I, I did appreciate the conversation, though. I, I did appreciate that that whole thing. You know, it's, uh, it was very, very liberating to have that conversation. It was good. It was good. So I, I, I encourage anybody who do, who doesn't know you um, and wants to get to know you a little better to to um, ch- ch- check that. It's called um, what is it? As an artist, let me see here. As an artist podcast. Yes. As an artist podcast. Yeah, Anthony also does a really good job of that. So that's that's cool. So um, so yeah, so you have, so you decided, one day, I guess you as you said on there you were working in microdosing mushrooms and came up with the idea to do a psychedelic panther festival yes yes um and it, it just kind of uh came to me uh, I, I, it wasn't in in the course of the day it was more like an epiphany like had uh i had gone to so many shows and made so many friends and different bands and i was like why not put it all together I have all these friends in different bands. They all know me. Why, why not just ask and see what happens? And so that that's kind of what started it. I think that's awesome because doing, um, like I did the podcast for, I don't know, five or six years in a row, and then I, I stopped for a couple of years and I'm starting it up again. And um, But when I was doing it, I was meeting all these bands, interviewing people every single week, you know, a, a, Every week it was, it was somebody different. Sometimes it was artists and you know all these different things. And I I'd, I'd often thought it'd be really cool to have a festival, you know, like a Funky Town podcast festival or whatever. And I was just like, man, that just seemed like such a big thing to even try to to do. I was just like, yeah, this, you know, I never even I never did anything past go, oh, that would be cool, and then moved on. <laughs> so you actually <laughs> went to the next you know step and started. You found you a venue. Which was yeah, mass, um, yeah, and they said they were so, down. The first thing I did was, well, um, I envisioned it, and the way I envisioned it was, I, I had seen the unlikely candidates perform at a similar event with the north side stage. I mean, the south side. So I already knew that they were into it. I just wanted to know if they would be into it on such a level of having twenty nine bands and the inside stage and the outside stage. So I went ahead and asked. Um, kind of during that time that I was microdosing it, I was kind of losing the fear and just whatever fence I was on, I I was no longer on. And so I I, I tried things. I, I tried asking and, and I got a positive response. The response was, can you get the people? Mm-hmm. And so next thing you know, one big mass text message to everybody in town uh, <laughs> proved that I could. Everybody was on board. Everybody saw the vision. Everybody understands that it's something that's uh, way bigger and way outside of their own projects. It's something for the Fort Worth community. And I think that everybody can see how uh, historic it could be and um, how strong it could come back years after. So it'd it'd just be a cool uh, little tradition to create at this point. We're merging the arts and the psychedelia and we're getting in other artists that are not exactly psychedelic, but might be psych leaning and, and have those influences in their music and, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 really a collaborative effort between Dallas, Denton and Fort Worth. I think that's really cool. You know? Yeah, that was the uh, that was the whole point. Uh, 
as a musician trying to book elsewhere, uh, sometimes run into uh, gatekeepers and clicks as everybody else does. And I think this is the beginning. Uh, this is the first move to dissolving that exclusivity that certain people feel, uh, that how guard certain people feel about letting others in and said, no, let's work together. We're only less than 20 miles apart. And so mm-hmm. that's, that was, uh, that's the basic premise as well. And, and, and the higher message of Psychedelic Panther, you know, now I know you're younger than me, but do you remember um, Fry Street Fair? I do. I do remember Fry Street Fair. I was a teenager back then. Yeah. But I, I distinctly remember working Fry Street Fair. Um, yeah. Because that was really cool. That was kind of a, a psychedelic thing, even if it wasn't trying to be a psychedelic thing. It was still, you know. And I don't remember if it was just a couple of days or three days, but um, that was always cool and always a good time with tons of bands and. Uh, I wasn't into the the scene like I am now, so I don't know if all the bands were from Denton or if they were Dallas and Fort Worth or if they were from all over the country. There was um there's a few staples there uh, from Denton. I remember because that, that during that time I was living in or trying to live in Denton and uh, with the uh, objective of trying to go to UNT. That never happened, but uh, uh, <laughs> I was trying to. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, and it was mostly like record hop, uh, bass X. Uh, there was another one there that was pretty famous. Uh, um, the Den has had a staples. Uh, had a um, uh, baboon. It had yeah, uh, mm-hmm. gold Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Goldfinger frequented Denton a lot back then, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, there, there was a lot of good bands. There's actually national bands too coming in out of Denton at the time. I saw uh, a band that played Coachella that same year just strolling to the Haley's that that same year. Oh, you know, so cool! It, it was it was kind of a it was an epicenter. It was an epicenter for intellectual thought. It was an epicenter for art. It was an epicenter for uh, music for sure. Yeah, back. back as I knew it as a teen, you know, so. Is that something that you're kind of trying to do with this? Sounds like kind of what I think of about that. It sounds like what you're trying to do with it. It it won't be like a one-off, I don't think. At least you're hoping it won't be a one-off. It'll be like an annual thing, and maybe it could grow into something that's kind of like that. That would be super cool. Yeah, and absolutely will will not be a one-off. The the whole point is to uh, build it, on a uh, pyramid level system where okay now this year we played it safe we start a little small but next year maybe we can reach out to uh some bigger acts uh that'll um that, that are in the same vein um uh maybe one of the bigger local bands and then the year after maybe even explosions in the sky or or this will destroy you or something like that too, mm-hmm. you know yeah and so and so uh I had to get away from my neighbor's noise. I was out here thinking <laughs> oh, yeah. it would be peaceful. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that's uh, that, that's that's the idea, and that's that's the goal for that. Is, is to continuously build it and get even more visual artists and and make it more uh, interesting visually um, as well. And now it's going to be three days. There's 29 different bands. Yes, 29. Um, yeah, I was looking through. Th- the list and and some I know and some I don't know. I didn't um know that poems in 
parenthesis was Rebecca from Signals and Alibis' new thing. So that sounds super interesting. Um, I did know that Matthew Broyles um, from the Matthew Show does Ah Pook the Destroyer. I think I think it's one of his side things. So that's when well, you also have like Uncle Toasty and Fanamello, the Robot Bonfire, um, the Siamese Hips. There's like a ton of them. Big Heaven. There's just so many different people that I do know as well, like Bruce Magnus. Um, but yeah, but I'm interested. I've been going through Bandcamp and trying to listen to some of the folks' music that I don't know, like Sunbuzz. I think they were the ones that are kind of witchy. Sunbuzz, yeah, Sunbuzz is a straight-up psychedelic um, noise rock band from Denton, and they share members of Maestro Maya. Okay. So if you if you know anything about Maestro Maya, the, uh, then Sunbuzz is, is kind of in the same vein. Um and um, I would say even more focused on, on those noisy layers. So um, think about the way that uh, the first few albums from Mercury Rev were kind of written and produced, kind of noisy and 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 and, uh, and abstract. You know, that that's that's kind of some buzz to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I remember listening to them a little bit, and um, the Helium Queens. I listened to a little bit of their stuff on Bandcamp. Um, yeah, I was just kind of going through Sly Fungi was, was no one because they were kind of punky. Um, but yeah, it seems like a really good mix of a you know inside and outside. It, it, like I said, it's got Fort Worth, Dallas, and Denton. Um, the Professor Fuzz sixty three, one of my favorites, is on there. And so I think this is going to be a really good time. So you're also going to have art and vendors out there as well. As well, yes, I'm going to have a, a few artists uh, there. Uh, Carly Elsie uh, from from Denton. Uh, is doing a interesting display of uh, glow-in-the-dark portraits. Um, very, very abstract. Very, very trippy to look at. Very cool. Oh, cool. And uh, and um, we're also going to have a projection artist doing these crazy projections on the walls uh, that resemble, in my best description, shapes melting into each other. You oh, know? Neat. yeah. And so that's going to complement the the music on the inside well, and I hope to get a similar artist for the outside once the sun uh, once the sun starts to fall. So that's in the works right now. Um, and so yeah, it's uh, going to be visually interesting. Um, Tristan Morse is going to be there with her art. Oh, and that's cool. Be a few more artists. So um, I love Tristan's work. Very ethereal, very dreamy. Um, she's definitely a good fit. She'll be collaborating with Juan. Corneo from Project Zero Art in Dallas, and they're going to be doing the backdrop with this huge psychedelic panther. Uh, they're going to be hanging it, hopefully, behind the outside stage so everybody can see it. And it's going to be pretty neat. Um, Juan Corneo is a an amazing display artist. Um, he does uh, Dia de los Muertos themed art uh, okay. at times of the year, and He's just kind of a, a really interesting guy, really interesting art. So I think he's definitely going to be a good fit for, for all of it. And uh, yeah, and, and, and a few more as well. Uh, there's going to be people selling products uh, made of resin, and there's going to be other kinds of artists as well. And, and of course, the food vendors. We got um, Four Sisters, which oh. is a great Vietnamese um, establishment. So they're right across the street. Are, are they going to bring like over like a little truck or something from across the street, or? I believe it's going to be a truck or a booth. Oh, cool! And uh, 
and that's in the works. And so, um, yeah, I know a lot of folks who love that place. Yes, and um, hopefully they have the bow bones out because that, that's my favorite is the bow bones. Uh, nice. <laughs> I specifically put that picture in the website hoping that they bring those out. So. Oh, yeah, hint, hint. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's going to be great. You know, it's going to be a great time. Um, there should be good weather, and, too, as far as like it's not, you know, it, it's springtime. It might be a little warm. Hopefully it's like a little warm, but not like hot. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Uh, you know, hopefully the weather holds for us. Uh, we do have a contingency if it doesn't, but uh, only positive thoughts right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be awesome. April's always oh, yeah. kind of cool. And uh, yeah, and and uh, on the weekends, uh, on Saturday and Sunday, it'll run from two p.m. to midnight. So there's definitely a chance to catch your favorite band. Uh, I think that uh, compared to the uh, other events going around. And that weekend, uh, it's probably one of the most fair priced. You get a fifteen dollar day pass um, at the door, so you can actually pre-order for twelve dollars um, for twelve dollars for a day pass, and then you can get a weekend pass for thirty dollars. Which is ten bucks a, a day, yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing deal. Uh, in, in Denton, talking about Denton, I'm not going to name any names, but there's another festival going on, uh-huh. and they're charging seventy five dollars for a weekend pass. Oh wow. So you could either go to that or you can come to Psychedelic Panther, <laughs> you know, and see all these amazing bands that you've heard of, you know. And so, you know, <laughs> the choice is yours. You know? Yeah, this is a way better deal. But, uh, but yeah, um, let me let me put in the plug real quick. Okay, so you can follow Psychedelic Panther on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, and uh, you can check out the website. That's uh, www.worldwideweb.psychedelicpanther.com to see the lineup and purchase tickets. Um, and uh, that, that first night, my band Flow State will be performing with Uncle Toasty and Phantom Mello, as well as a few others. So please join us. It's gonna be cool, man. Very cool. Yes. And so, um, so the Psychedelic Panther, and you got it while microdosing. So it seemed friendly with psychedelics. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, do you think, um, it seems like it's getting, there's more and more talk. I don't know when it'll come here, but do you think it'll ever get to where it's used medically here? It needs to be labeled as a medicine. Right now they have the, uh, uh magic mushroom research bill. But, I mean, it's kind of crazy that's still in research when there's been so much research done already mm-hmm. as to the benefits. Uh, personally, in my life, it's treated a lot of my anxiety and uh, and depression and PTSD. And uh, it's just done so many things for me. I, I, I regard it too highly to to call it a drug. It's definitely a medicine. Right. You know? Yeah, and I know folks that'll, you know, at least like once a year, they'll just kind of go away and do a trip, you know, and uh, and then come back and it just kind of resets everything. It kind of centers you and balances you. Um, I haven't done anything in a long time, but I used to really be into, you know, I, I always liked L- LSD more. Um, I always just, always, always ended up getting like nauseated on shrooms, you know, mm-hmm. Um and so, but I always liked acid <laughs> too much. Um, but yeah, also, uh, we messed around with like, um, MDMA, I guess it's Molly now. We always called it X. Um, yeah. but 
that doing research on that that was always a really good um they say like marriage counseling drug like if you're having issues with your partner or whatever if you could both take that sit sit in a room and just talk you'll end up being open and honest but you'll also be able to receive the honesty from the other person to where you can really communicate on a completely different kind of level and it actually works out a lot of marriages you know i think i think they used to use that early on as like a marriage counseling type drug that's amazing yeah i I see how that makes sense yeah um it's really when you're on it you know um it's uh it's clarity it's clarity on a different level um and uh and everything comes at you uh 100 miles a minute right you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh so that would make sense that you can get all out there and work things out in the eight hours that it takes you to finish that you know that trip um but uh yeah there's there's so many benefits to to dosing the right way you know and, and not not abusing a substance but but actually treating it like a dose and 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 um allowing it to to help you work through your things um acid as well acid can be extremely profound especially at the end of the trip when everything resolves and and you have that clarity mm-hmm. i always get something from from acid always always did too when now when i when i first started doing it um i was in san francisco coming of age i was like 21 um 22 or whatever and that's the first time that i'd done it we were going to nightclubs and this is like the 90s so it was all techno just eh, 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 and mm-hmm. we we you know just take our our, our acid and the club was open till 6 a.m., so we were just up all night just dancing, raving, you know, just th- th- that kind of stuff. And then I eventually moved back here um, and met a really good friend who's like, oh, man, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, he's like, that's not how you do it at all. He's like, come over Friday. Don't make any plans, you know. Don't tell everybody that you're that you're out of town, no phone calls or whatever. And, yeah, I went over to his house, and he had, like, you know, we had so many records set up, and he just kind of, put on music and we had a five disc cd changer so it would just go from cd to cd or whatever and we would just kind of go on this little ride and talk and you know it was like i was like oh this is what it's for because that that was way more spiritual you know because we talked about the universe and god and oneness and just all kinds of you know nutty stuff and that all kind of made sense but not really but you know but yeah at, at the end it all kind of resolves and you kind of feel better about it and after a while we would actually do that like like you know monthly or not but pretty regularly where we would just just me and him you know just kind of go on a trip kind of work some stuff out and so i know I, I think it's beneficial i th- i think it can be you know for sure and uh i think it's cool that you came up with the idea you know kind of well, yeah, you know kind of doing this and if you can face your fears i mean i think uh oh sometimes we, we tend to stand in our own way a lot you know, just as, as people, as humans, and if you can just face face the scary part of that, you'll see maybe, maybe that wasn't so scary. Maybe, maybe you actually can achieve that that you're afraid of. And you know, um, same with being in the band. You know, for a longest time, I'm I'm fighting the energy of of, uh, of of everybody else around me, saying that's not a rational move. That's not ever going to be a career. That's not um, profitable. You're wasting your time. You know, that is what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the the acid actually that I did in Vegas uh, kind of set me straight on that. It's like no, I gotta I gotta really do something with this. I can't just you know I gotta really try you know, and uh, not not only to prove others wrong, but before myself, my mm-hmm. soul, you know. 
Yeah, I think a lot of times we do have that fear of, we don't know it, but it's actually fear of success. That's why we don't try. Because like, oh, yes. what if what if this actually works? <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah, cool to have this big idea. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, all the good and the bad that comes with it. What if this actually works? And what if I actually got to be on 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 the road for weeks at a time? You know, sure. like, you know, okay, you know, okay, we'll just not be scared of that. You know, you know. I mean, because think about. It, I mean, everybody thinks that you know, oh, it's got to be so cool to be Leon Bridges. You know, but what yeah. if it actually worked and you became Leon, you know, it's like your life completely changes a hundred percent. He comes home and he tries to be cool and stuff, but his life changed, you know. Yeah, in a big way. <laughs> in a very big way, you know. And maybe that's cool. Some people can, you know, handle it. I think there's a few people out there that if that happened to them, they wouldn't handle it very well. You know. It's a big thing. And uh, you know, so but yet but but yeah, anyways. You can't be scared to try. No. You know? No, if, not at all. Even if you don't handle it very well, you come back with a with a lesson, you know, and you keep going. Um, yeah, I think you know. Uh, I don't want to say fast track, but I think that the psychedelics definitely help to put those things in perspective. So where we don't we don't fear ourselves as much, and uh, where, where we can stay objective and, uh, for lack of a better word, cosmic about about our purpose and our meaning, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I get out of it. Yeah, I think it's good stuff. Now, I mean, I always like to meet people that are, um, I don't know what the word is, but I'll say psychedelic, you know. I had this <laughs> mechanic, and um, he said something about um, God or whatever, and he told me, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, the first thing I ask in anybody is, have you ever done psychedelics and they're like no and he goes then don't talk to me about god he's like i won't even talk to them i don't entertain a thought if they haven't done mushrooms or acid or something like that then they can't talk to me about god and i was like oh, okay you know it's like i kind of get it you know i'm willing to talk to anybody about anything but you know i kind of get what he's saying as far as like there's a different meaning there's a different understanding you know for a lot of people um after they use psychedelics then they were thought possible and when you try to talk to 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 somebody who's godly about that kind of stuff who's never done that they're just they can't get it yeah i mean i think uh, people on psychedelics could be extremely godly <laughs> i think that whole experience is godly is just you know the coming into the oneness of, of everything that's around you i don't i couldn't think what's more godly than that you know so uh <laughs> i guess there's a godly experience and then there's a a, a dogmatic one Right. You know, yeah. There's, there's a dom- yeah. There's a dogmatic experience where you could live your life following a certain set of rules, and you know, you can die patting yourself on the back because uh, you didn't mess up or didn't mess up as much as other people, or you could really come into an understanding of what the universe is and your role, your microscopic role in it. Right. You know. Right. I mean, I have a song about that. Um, we're actually going to be showcasing it here in two days. Um, song about one of the acid trips that I had in Denton. It's called Mirrors. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, on that particular trip, I did. Uh, I did spotted acid from. Yeah, I, don't know, I, I got it from 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 this 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 family that makes acid. I'm not gonna say who it is, but sure, yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> it was it, it was it was very potent, and and I took two hits, and um, I think I'm a one hit kind of guy because of the two. 
it was really overwhelming, super overwhelming. And um, sometimes I, I I closed my eyes and I forgot where I was and I forgot to breathe. And so I think I think that 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 I had an episode like that where I was just you know kind of still and not breathing. And um, and during the trip, I left my body and went into outer space, into the depths of space, and I saw the star cluster. And I heard uh, singing, very obnoxious, like church lady singing from these, from the star cluster. And I realized, oh shit, this must be heaven. This must be where all those self-righteous people go. <laughs> you know. And I just felt annoyed. Funny. And so, and so I, I returned to my body, and, and I realized, you know, maybe this idea of heaven that everybody talks about isn't even that special, because if I'm going to go see Gertrude from church there, and she's going to just be annoying me, why would I be? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound like heaven, right? Doesn't sound like heaven at all, <laughs> you know. And so I, that's what I think. You know, so there's a here on earth we can we can really come into that understanding, or we can live a dogmatic experience and you know, give ourselves peace and it's it's just like a facade of peace really because it's all built on on rules that we try to explain to ourselves, you know? Right, just try to make sense out of things. We kind of make these rules work. Yeah, yeah. Or or we can have a real experience and, you know, try to, try to seek uh, a cosmic understanding, try to be outside our mind, try to um, seek a higher form of enlightenment. And, and try to and try to apply that to our um, to our microscopic lives, for lack of a better word. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? no, it's cool. So. I mean, that's awesome, dude. Um, I'm glad you reached out, and um, I can't wait till we actually get to meet, and kind of ha- ha- hang out and talk. You seem like a really cool dude. Same, same, Jeff. I'm I'm looking forward to meeting you, and uh, yeah, if you have time. Uh, and for those listening, please come by uh, to our show on Saturday. It's going to be uh, March nineteenth. Uh, doors are at eleven. Uh, sorry, doors are doors are at seven, and we go in at ten. But definitely make sure to catch uh, Rebecca Jaws-Wyack because she is a scene treasure. Yeah, she's amazing. And, and this is her comeback, and it's going to be big. That's cool. And and then right after her, there's going to be. Um, a band called Little Beards. Now I don't know if uh, you've heard of Nervous Curtains, mm-hmm. but uh, Little Little Beards is Sean Kirkpatrick from Nervous Curtains, and his lovely wife. And um, for for the love of me, I can't remember what her name is, and I feel so ashamed right now. I, I need I need to look that up and ask Sean. <laughs> but it's it's Sean and his wife, and they they are a dark wave synth pop duo. Um, and and also they're gonna put if you like nervous currents you're, you're gonna love what what these two are doing as well, so it's gonna be uh Rebecca Jaws Wyack Little Beards a Flow State and a Doomy kind of metal leaning band called Sharpie headlining mm-hmm. so uh, that's got Amy isn't she in that Amy Tate Amy Tate was in Sharpie but Amy Tate uh, is actually a dedicated photographer right now and okay. she's doing all of our promos no, dude, she's fantastic uh, she's a great photographer oh my god uh, it, follow us at uh, on our social media and, and you'll see exactly the work of Amy Tate and, and her eye is undeniable she if you're a band looking for for, for a photographer 
reach out to Amy Tate. I'm just gonna use the plug. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, very cool. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, please, please come by the show. And and if you can't make the show, uh, we have a few more coming. We'll, we'll be playing a Ukrainian benefit at Amplify Live on the 27th. Yeah, that looks cool and, too. A lot of good bands on that one. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's gonna be uh, exciting for sure. And um, <clears throat> and then of course the the festival Psychedelic Panther April 15th through 17th. Um, so lots of flow state coming up, uh, lots of good music coming up, uh, and, uh, and lots of things to be excited about for sure. Awesome. Well, man, thank you very much. It's good to to talk with you. Likewise, Jeff, uh, please reach out to me anytime. Okay. I'll do it. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you again. Yeah. Later on. Take care. Bye. Bye. The Bucket Town Podcast.